This video is brought to you by Bellroy. Today, Israel and Hamas fight over hospitals in Gaza. Russia mistakenly announces a retreat, and Nepal bans TikTok. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Tuesday, the 14th of November, 2023. This morning, the Israeli military claimed that its troops were fired upon by Hamas fighters in the entrance of the Al-Quds Hospital in Gaza City. This is the second largest hospital in the city and was forced to cease all of their operations on Sunday as they ran out of fuel. The fighting near the hospital has had a real effect on any evacuation efforts. The Palestinian Red Crescent said that it had tried to evacuate people but was unable to get anywhere near the hospital due to the ongoing bombardment. The Israeli Defense Forces, or IDF, claim that in this exchange approximately 21 terrorists were killed. They added that the IDF themselves suffered no casualties. Israel has gone on to claim that Hamas's headquarters is underneath the hospital. For their part, Hamas and the doctors in the hospital have claimed that this is untrue. There's also been claims that patients at the main Al-Shifa hospital in Gaza City are also trapped, following fighting between Hamas and the IDF. The hospital's director claims that they're having to bury 179 people, including babies, in a mass grave in the hospital complex. According to the Hamas-run health ministry, there are still around 2,300 people still in the hospital. This includes up to 650 patients, 200 to 500 staff, and around 1,500 people seeking shelter. The IDF have claimed that they want to try and provide assistance to evacuate babies by evacuating them to another hospital. Staff at the hospital, though, are critical of this plan, saying that moving the babies safely would require specialist equipment and that there's no safer hospital in Gaza. The IDF also claimed that they offered to deliver 300 litres of fuel to the hospital so that generators could be kept on and surgeries could continue. However, they claim that Hamas rejected this offer. Hamas has denied that this is the case. Additionally, a surgeon at the hospital told the BBC that 300 litres would only last 30 minutes and that the hospital usually needs around 10,000 litres a day in order to operate. Exactly what happens next and whether Israel does provide the hospital with fuel is unknown. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Yesterday, Russian state media declared that their forces would withdraw from certain positions east of the Dnipro River. Coming from this source, which claimed that they were quoting the Russian defence minister, it's understandable that some believed that the story was real. Specifically, the report claimed that the Russian military, having assessed the current situation, decided to transfer troops to more advantageous positions east of the Dnipro. After regrouping, the group will liberate part of the forces to be used in offensives in other directions. The BBC claims that the language used in the report was similar to those used in previous announcements of Russian retreats. However, the story was quickly retracted and the Russian Defence Ministry claimed that it was due to a false report on Ukraine. For their part, Ukraine claimed that this was part of a Russian disinformation campaign being used against it. Part of the reason that this story gained traction is due to the fact that Ukraine has been trying for months to cross the Dnipro River, with the American Institute for the Study of War recently reporting that Ukraine had achieved a minor success in operations from the left bank of the Dnipro. Moving to Nepal now, where the government has banned TikTok. 
The government came to the decision following a new rule that requires social media companies to have a liaison office in the country. In essence, the government believes that TikTok spreads malicious content and that it disturbs social harmony and disrupts family structures and social relations. ByteDance, the parent company of TikTok, has previously rejected these allegations. The Nepalese Minister for Communications confirmed that the ban would come into effect immediately. Others, though, are sceptical of the decision to ban the app. Gagan Thapa, a senior leader in the Nepali Congress, said that the ban was a curb on freedom of expression. He went on to say that regulation is necessary to discourage those who abuse social media, but shutting down social media in the name of regulation is completely wrong. Moving to Iceland, and on Sunday, the Icelandic cabinet headed into an emergency meeting following reports of multiple earthquakes in the region. They agreed to call a state of emergency, as they believed that these earthquakes raised fears that a volcanic eruption could be about to happen, something that hasn't happened in the country for 50 years. As part of this declaration of a state of emergency, the government ordered the evacuation of all 4,000 residents of the southwestern town of Grindavik. Several evacuation notices have been given to the town in recent years, due to the belief that eruptions are imminent. Iceland itself isn't a stranger to volcanic eruptions either. Back in 2010, an Icelandic volcanic eruption caused the closure of a lot of European airspace for almost a week due to the volcanic ash thrown up into the atmosphere. Scientists, though, don't believe that the volcanic ash is as much of a concern for this potential eruption, unless it was to happen at sea. Right now, flights into and out of the country are continuing as normal. Over in the world of business, the UK arm of McDonald's has been accused of widespread sexual harassment, sexual assault, bullying and racism today. As part of an investigation by the BBC, journalists spoke to more than 100 current and recent workers. The BBC discovered a number of disturbing claims, including a 17-year-old employee in Cheshire who claimed that a colleague who was more than 20 years older than her called her a racial slur, asked to show her his penis, and said he wanted to make a black and white baby with her. Another claim suggested that a manager in Hampshire suggested that a 16-year-old male worker performed sexual acts in return for vapes. And in yet another claim, male managers and crew members in a McDonald's branch in Wales made jokes about putting bets on which one of them could sleep with new recruits first. In response to this investigation, McDonald's said it had fallen short and that it deeply apologised. In the final uplifting story today, we discuss the world's first sperm whale reserve. It's been reported today that the island of Dominica will create the world's first sperm whale reserve. As part of this, commercial fishing and large ships will be banned in an area that covers almost 800 square kilometres. Speaking about this, Prime Minister Roosevelt Skerritt said that the 200 or so sperm whales that call our sea home are prized citizens of Dominica. We want to ensure these majestic and highly intelligent animals are safe from harm and continue keeping our waters and our climate healthy. Now, when it comes to our journalism, you clearly expect us to provide high quality and responsible reporting. But shouldn't you also expect the same from the products you buy? I certainly do, and that's why for the last few years I've been exclusively using wallets, phone cases, and passport cases from Bellroy, which is why I was super excited to hear that they wanted to sponsor some of our videos. 
As a loyal Bellroy user for the past few years now, I know quite how reliable and high quality their products are. My current phone case, for instance, is beautifully minimal in this stunning terracotta leather. That leather, by the way, is eco-tanned and achieved a gold rating from the Leather Working Group, recognizing excellence in environmental and labor practices. It's also just a beautiful, high-quality material that, in my experience, only gets better with age. Bellroy don't just talk about their environmental credentials either. They're also an officially certified B Corp company and have upcycled 10.5 million plastic water bottles, used 60,000 kilograms of industrial nylon cutoffs, and saved 15 million liters of water by using dry tan leathers. Their products are also just great to use. Designed around principles of minimalism, all of the Bellroy products that I've bought have been beautifully designed and easy to use, with their bags optimizing for functionality and efficiency, and their wallets are slimline enough to fit into any pocket. So find out why I've been using Bellroy for years now, and check out their huge array of products by clicking the link in the description. Plus, when you do, you'll get 10% off anything you order. Thanks to Bellroy for supporting the channel, and thanks to you for using our link.